0: you are listening to faith with friends podcast where we talk about faith relationships and spiritual growth welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know god and make him known now here's your host lisa
1: lorenzo so if you're a believer you know that you should seek god today we're going to talk about the importance of seeking god but more importantly we're just going to talk a little bit about how to seek god and how to understand his word and how to apply it, just the beginning of many conversations we're going to have. And I'm joined today by my two beautiful friends, Shonda and Daris. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Lisa.
0: Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
1: All right. So I think a great place to start is Luke 19, that it says, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. I just think that's such a great scripture to start with because it shows us that he's the one that came to seek us we seek him in response as as a response to his original seeking us he sought us while we were still sinners he loved us while we were still sinners and he died for us when we were still sinners and out of a response to that right we get to respond to him by seeking him first for salvation then for revelation And ultimately for transformation so we can be more like him. So let's unpack that a little bit today, ladies. I love that the
2: last part of that, the transformation, you know, he he seeks us when we were, he sought us when we were sinners and and he still doesn't leave us there, which is so amazing that it's a, and, but I think we, the three of us included, I'm sure many listeners feel the same, that sometimes we feel like we're still not where we should be. And like Lisa, you've said before, it's not, we're not where we were. So that that's that's a positive. But I think that's such a great reminder that, that truly that God does not leave us where we were. He continues to refine us. Sometimes it hurts. Most times it's, it's difficult, but that he doesn't leave us where we are. And he continues to change us into the likeness of him, which is so encouraging that I'm not where I was and, but I'm not where I need to be, but he's bringing me there, which is
0: wonderful. Amen. So funny. I don't even know if I can put this into words, but right now the two of you talking, we, we decided we were going to talk about seeking him, us seeking him. And then Lisa starts with that. He desired, he seeks us. So I thought of the, I don't even know if I can express myself, but. I thought of the of the game hide and go seek, hide and go seek. We hide. The Lord seeks us. He's the, it. he's the, 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 the one that goes out to look for us. And, and, you know, we are always hiding. I don't even know if I'm expressing myself
1: correctly, but it's, you know, absolutely I agree. Individual totally of looking for us. Hello. Let's start with Eve and Adam. Yeah. And yes. that, why are you hiding? Why are you
0: hiding? And so. He finds us. And so this is for the believer, for sure. This is someone who seeks in return. Why? Because since he's looking for us, when he finds us, then we're it. Yeah. We see him yeah. and we become the seeker. And then that's what we're going to unpack is how do we do that? Right. He just, we just have to become available. That's how he finds us. We're found because he did what he did on the cross. So we're found we're the ones that are just constantly hiding and and we're good hiders we are such good hiders yeah sometimes but once he's got that grip on us our desire should be reciprocated into seeking him and becoming that the, the finder and then we got then we have people hiding from us so it's a it's a yeah it's fluid it's such a fluid thing that i i don't even like i said it's not it's a teaching in and of itself we got to kind of put it all together but I, that illustration just jumped in when Lisa flipped it on us, <laughs> but it's true. It's so true. He seeks us. Right. So in terms it's so of true. that back.
1: And then so- my question is, if we really examine our hearts, hopefully we're seeking him for that relationship, for that, for that deep, intimate walk with God. But oftentimes in our walk, Sometimes we just seek him for the things we need, like we want his power and his provision, but not necessarily seeking the person of Jesus Hmm. and how different that is, how different it is to pick up the Bible and say, okay, Lord, do I do this or not? And open it and read. No, that's not what I wanted to know. Let me turn to another page. We're just sitting and basking in his presence and getting to know him. Yeah.
2: And that, that's a denying of self, too. I mean, I think that comes a lot, at least it did for me, with maturity um, in, in, my, in my walk, um, being a believer now for uh, couple, several decades. <laughs> um, but I mean, like really sitting in that, in that, in his presence and not wanting the things that, that I want because I want them, but because I want them because he wants them. Um, I think that comes later on It came for me much later on in my, in my walk, it was more in the beginning, wanting to be more like him, but more for a selfish reason, not because right. I wanted to be like Jesus. It was right. like, I want people to, 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 like me more, to think I'm real spiritual, <laughs> but no, I think that, gosh, Darius, that was such a good illustration. Like we should do a whole podcast on that.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: That's amazing. Crazy. Because it's true, what do we hide from? I mean, for me, like, I hide from what I do, I hide from what I see, what I hear, you know, like it's it's
0: crazy. That's a really good illustration, it's true. And the word seek is the one that kind of triggered it. How ironic that it's called hide and seek, and there's so many verses using the word seek rather than look for, or yeah, yeah. it's seek, yeah, yeah, it's so it's very true, it's so visual. It's it's I'm coming after you, I'm finding you, and the whole purpose of that is to go find, um and that's a great point in our in our maturity god meets us where we're at so um the more we walk with him the more we are required to seek him right. i believe
1: yeah and he uh, commands- and you can't grow you can't you
2: can't grow unless you're seeking him through his word through prayer yes. through this kind of you know dynamic of having sisters in christ brothers the brothers and sisters in christ that edify encourage build you up you you can't you can't grow without first of all seeking god through prayer through studying his word and being amongst people that are like-minded not being not in a bubble but gaining all of that strength that you need to face daily challenges you have to have that circle you really have to seek him
1: and some of the verses that come to mind are seek him and what does he give you he promises that when we seek him we will find him and he will show us unsearchable things he tells us there's a time frame to seek him now while he can be found and how about David after in the middle of the three-year drought he was three years in a drought and it said that David sought after to seek God because he needed help he wasn't seeking God I need food he he knew he had sinned he knew he wasn't right with God And he decided, you know, this after three years of suffering, I I need to seek God. And then my favorite one, which I think we're all very familiar with and is great for a time like this, when there's wars and rumors of wars and diseases and everything else. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, number one, would pray, number two, and would seek my face Mm -hmm. and turn from their wicked ways, then... I will hear them from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. He commands us over and over and over again to seek Him. So for somebody listening today, okay, I get it. I should seek God. I have a desire to seek God that I believe He put there by the Holy Spirit. How do I do that? So today we're just going to look at a few verses and talk about how we hear from God, how we're encouraged, how we're disciplined, how we're drawn near to Him through His Word. So, Darius, do you want to start? I do. I think that the most practical
0: thing we can do, of course, is what you mentioned. Pray and be in the Word. Those are the two absolute, I think, non-negotiables in seeking the Lord. Now, oh, great. What do I do? Where do I start? How do I do that? Well, it's an effort. It is, uh, first and foremost, a desire that we have to have. Psalm 34.4 34.4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. So I sought the Lord. Again, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added. It's uh, The onus is on us. We're it. He found us. We're it. Illustration that came up for us during this podcast, this recording. So how do we do that? Prayer and the word. How have I been able to established that as part of a habit that, by the way, like Paul, I have not yet attained. I have been a believer for decades as well. And that does not mean that I have attained. Paul didn't on this side. He still felt uh, that he had to forget those things behind him, press forward. He still begged the Lord to get rid of his infirmities. He still begged the Lord for things that he felt he deserved or wanted, et cetera, et cetera. So how do I do that? Well, I started, I've mentioned it before, I found a verse in the Bible and I would tape it somewhere in my house. Maybe while I'm brushing my teeth, I would look at it. I taped it to the mirror. Even now, this many years later, I have begun to read the word on the daily. I have decided to cycle through Romans through Philemon. The whole Bible is great, of course, but Romans through Philemon is written specifically for the believer. They're how-tos. They are doctrine. How should we live? And I still learn new things at this point in my walk that are different during different seasons of our lives. So if you have a plan, well, I don't know a plan, pick a book and start chapter one, chapter two, chapter. have a highlighter, have a pen, soul, whatever, have a notebook and start writing. And if it's too much one verse, let me give you one illustration so that I can give Shonda some time, but my daughter-in-law, younger daughter-in-law's mother, after much evangelism from my daughter-in-law, her mother has come to Christ, so she came to church. She's very challenged with the English language. She understands it, sort of, kind of. The Bible's very difficult to read. We kind of directed her to a Spanish-speaking church, and she visited one, and it was not for her. So she came back, because a Bible-studying church is a gold nugget. If you find a church that teaches the Bible, that's what you want, girls. That's what, that's what we want. That's what we we encourage. Forget the bells and whistles. Bible teaching. We need the Word. And so she, just the other day, finally said, oh my goodness, because I told her, just keep going through this. We know the story of Jesus. Not that that's, I love the red letters. I will read them regularly. But Romans through Philemon, it's hard. It's doctrine. Keep reading. She kind of understands. Find one thing, honey, that your life is deficit in according to God's rule, God's law. And she is writing one thing per chapter if she understands it, and she's just kind of holding on to that. she's says, I'm doing this wrong. But I told her there's no condemnation. There's no conviction either. I mean, there's conviction. There's no condemnation. There's conviction. And you're like, well, I'm going to, but you're never going to attain it. You might revert back to whatever you're doing that's not godly. But that's a very practical thing that, that can be done. One verse, there's a language barrier. God's language and ours sometimes. That's one little practical exercise for any of us, including absolutely. us. Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
2: Totally agree. It it and it's and it's a discipline, you know, you have to, you know, I mean you have to make it a priority. It's like if you have a headache or a basic illustration, you have a headache, your headache's not going to go away, especially if you like me suffer from migraines, unless I take something to some kind of medication, whether it's ibuprofen or tylenol, whatever, to make that go away. Or if you have a fever, your your fever, if you can't, if it's not going away, you have to take something to make that. Subside or take care of that, medicate it. It's the same, same principle with studying God's word. If you want to know God, you have to open his word. If you want to grow in the Lord, you have to do an action. You have to take care of it. You have to medicate it, for lack of a better word. Yes. But yes. I mean, you really do have to make it a discipline. And I can tell you, I love to read. So I would read Christian fiction, read these stories, and they would talk about all of these principles about God. And I didn't know those principles because I didn't study his word. All of that led up to me being involved in an in-depth Bible study, which we've all been a part of, which is BSF Bible study fellowship. Um, but you really can't grow exponentially without, like you said, Darius, verse by verse, even if you don't understand it. Half the time, some of the things I read, I'm like, what? What, what? I don't understand that. Like, And I have to do some commentary on it or reread it or look in a different illustration or a different translation. But, but the verse that I love, and, and it's been talked about many, many times over the years, we're all very familiar with Jeremiah 29 11, which is, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to bless you and not wait, to plans, harm you. Bless, bless you not to harm you, blessed to, to give you a hope and a future. The rest of that verse is, verse in the NIV version is, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then, then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That's the part I believe that we stop at Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And we, we just, we don't go forward, but God tells us that we will find him when we seek him with all of our heart. And what does that mean? That means denying ourselves and picking up God's word, spending time alone with him, which is hard for people that, I mean, not people, myself, when you're praying to something that you, you can't see, touch, feel, smell, and and touches all those five senses or all of the senses, but we will find him when we seek him with all of our heart. And that truly means like, like you said, Darius, picking up God's word, reading it verse by verse, if that's what it takes. And then you will find him and then you will grow and then you will be transformed. You know, I know my day, if my day is really messed up, which it was like two days ago and I just could not figure out what was going on. I'm like, this day is just not getting better. It's not, it just, you know, and it wasn't anything big. It was just, you know, me, me frustrated, me annoyed me on everything got on my nerves. And I was like, Oh yeah. I got up and late and ran out the door without spending my quiet time with the person who
1: really gives me strength and peace and joy and comfort. One of the verses that I chose, just because it's such a familiar verse to so many, and we would just encourage you, first of all, before you start reading the Bible, on a daily basis, is pray that God would open your heart and your eyes to the truth about him. Right? Because if we read the Bible without the Holy Spirit, we're just getting information. Totally. When you read the Bible with the power of the Holy Spirit, then you're going to find that revelation. You're going to see things that you haven't seen before, which is why the Bible says that the Word of God is living. And it's powerful. It's able to cut to the heart. It's able to convict us. We want conviction. That's how we grow. When we read the Word, truly seeking God, just like... I need a piece of your mercy today. I need to feel your presence today. And then after praying, just sit down and open it. And like Daris was saying, pick a book, you know, if you want to start in John. Mark is a great book to start in. It's very colorful. It's very descriptive. And but today I picked Psalm 23 because I think everybody knows it by heart, basically. So I would write today's date and I would write Psalm 23. And then you can read it out loud. Read it twice out loud. Not everybody processes information the same. Maybe write a few verses down. But when I read through it, I see the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So I would stop right there and say, what is it that I'm wanting? What is causing me anxiety, fear? What am I worried about? What is it that I think I need to be peaceful? I shall not be in want for anything, it says. I won't lack anything that I need. God provides every spiritual gift that you need when you're a believer. Everything that you need has already been provided. He paid the price of our salvation on Calvary's cross. What more could we meet? What, what do we really need after that with eternal value? Then it says, he right. makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still water. So just verse two, after recognizing the Lord is my shepherd, he's the one that guides me. He's my Lord. He provides everything I need. He's who I should go to when I'm lacking peace, when I'm lacking love, when I'm lacking forgiveness for somebody. He is the person that will provide it for me and then I can extend it to others. But then to remind myself that I need rest. I need physical rest. I need emotional rest. I need to be quiet and with God sometimes, just him and I alone. Because he, that still waters. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the water that we need to cleanse ourselves, to cleanse our soul. And then he gives me restoration, which is my word this year, to renew and restore. How does restoration happen? Spiritually, it happens when you read the word. And I love the quote, and I say it all the time. You cannot love God more than you love his word. So for years, I loved God. I thought I really loved God. But I wasn't spending time in his word, which is him. It's his flesh in in words. So how much do I really love God when my priority isn't isn't spending time in his word to see what he's saying about himself, about me, about the world? And then it says, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. What does that mean? He leads me to be right with God for his glory. So as you read the word and God reveals himself to you, you get to know him. It's not that you know all the rules but you get to know his character and then through that, you can kind of judge, does this line up? Maybe I don't know the verse about, I don't know, whatever sin I might be struggling at the time, but I know God enough to know that this doesn't align with his character. So even if I don't know the whole Bible, I get to know Jesus through his word and that leads me to be right with God, which honors him. And then, yeah. uh, really quickly, I just want to read one more verse and it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with all go through valleys. First of all, there's shadows, which aren't real because for a believer, there is no spiritual death. Second of all, we're all going to face a physical death and getting close to God and knowing what our end is after that brings peace. But why do we have no fear of evil? Because look around, we're in the middle of a war, Russia and Ukraine and all of these crazy things happening. But it says he is with me. He is with me and his rod and his staff, they comfort me and his rod and his staff. That means even my discipline, even when I mess up and he disciplines me, it is to comfort me and bring me closer to him. He convicts us as Christian through the word, through the spirit and by the loving correction of friends and, and leaders so that we will be more like him, and that should bring us comfort because that means he's working in our lives. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree, that was fabulous. That was fabulous, and it segues a little bit to grab a scripture and own it and see how it can absolutely revolutionize your life, because all of those things that you just touched upon, we all struggle with, but then we move forward and we all go to a lady's Bible study Or we'll be invited to a prayer meeting. Oh, I'm not going. I don't pray like that one. Oh, I don't pray that nice. I don't know how to do that. And this is all seeking the Lord because prayer is seeking the Lord. And I thought, how about taking that Psalm 23? You don't even feel that embarrassed because the Lord loves us to give him back his word. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He restores us. And all of those things become a prayer to the Lord. And so you learn to pray the scripture and we're seeking God in that process. So anyone listening that thinks, okay, I love reading the word, but I'm just not like that person. We'll go to a church sometimes. I remember my early walk, I felt embarrassed at the ladies' studies because I didn't know the word like some of the other girls did. I didn't know the word like the pastor's wife did. I didn't know how to pray so beautifully and eloquently. And as time passed, I realized they're not praying beautifully and eloquently they're praying god's word which is beautiful and eloquent yes
1: yes so true
0: scripture and and if you've come across someone that says my kids are a mess i have a a nasty two-year-old that is headstrong all these words nowadays uh with strong-willed strong-willed if you train them away from the lord they're not going to depart and that's a promise in in and of itself let's pray lord we pray for this little child that that we would be able to train them up in, the, in your ways, that this child would not grow up and not know you one day. And there, it sounds beautiful, but it's, it's God's word, which is beautiful. So there's another practical that we can piggyback off of what Lisa said, definitely in our own time. I have gotten to the point that I get Colossians or the Proverbs, and I just, I put I in there. I pray for myself and I'm seeking them, not just these words that that uh david or solomon wrote in the psalms and the proverbs that that were for them because they were struggling no they're for me because i'm struggling and so i changed it Um, creating me god that heart that i need for you for you so that i can be a better wife so i can be a better mom so i can be a better grandmother so i can be a better friend so i can be a better fill in the blank yeah
2: there was a i watched a movie and it was like a, a christian movie And the character in the movie had given her life to Christ. And the person that led her to Christ said, and I had never heard this, and maybe you guys have, but she said, go to the book of Ephesians to the first two paragraphs and underline everything that God says you are. And oh my gosh, it was like, so of course, you know, in the movie, I got my Bible out and I went and I was like, oh my goodness, I had never heard that. So if somebody out there is either a new believer or even a mature believer i encourage you to do that because it is a great reminder of who god says you are and I, it was just a great tool but like you guys i remember the very first verse besides john 316 which I learned as a child in Sunday school, even though I wasn't a believer until many, many years later, was Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good work. But that, the reason that I memorized that is my kids were in a Christian school and I had to because I had to help them. But it's so funny because throughout my life, since then, I was a pretty young believer at that time. And I needed that verse at that time. And that verse, God sewed into the fabric of my heart And I've clung to that verse many times going throughout my life. And then fast forward 12, 13 years, I was going through a really difficult season in my life. And I was studying the book Exodus and Exodus 14, 14, which is the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And at that time I needed that verse. And thus far, (laughs) since that many years, many years later, it's funny how God, if you just pick one verse and meditate on that verse for however long, if it takes you a year to to, to memorize that verse, how God will use that verse in that season in your life and many seasons later. And you, like Dara said, you you, you remind God of his promises. Like, God, you said, you said that if I just be still, you're going to go and fight for me. So fight for me. I know you're fighting for me. Remind me and help me to be still in that.
0: My first verse that I learned was, the, the grass withers, the flowers fade, which is Isaiah 48, 48, uh, verse eight. Um, but the word of God stands forever. And I that was when I was first a believer. If that's not something to hang on to right now with the flowers fading and the grass withering, oh, the sure. word of the Lord stands forever. And thank you for reminding me, Shauna, because that is a full circle of my beginning and where I am right now. This is not the end, but the, the, where I'm at right now. Talk about needing this more than ever.
1: That's what's going to stand because things are falling apart.
0: But here we go. We
1: are. So for somebody who's listening today and it seems a little tedious and overwhelming to write down a Bible verse and figure out what it means. Another way to seek God is to read the verse several times, the passage several times, and then try to find God's attribute in it. Mm. so mm. I'll start with Shonda Shonda your verse uh, was Jeremiah what what attribute of God do you see there his
2: sovereignty his
1: goodness I mean
2: there's so many his his goodness his sovereignty his uh, he's a promise keeper oh he's he's tender and and faithful gosh it, there's so many there's so many and, and like you and I have have both, been in a, a corporate stu- Bible study for many years and it taught us how to pray that way with yes. his attributes. But it's such a great reminder, Lisa, for our listeners to do that because it, I never knew that. Right, I, I didn't, I didn't know like pray, you know, to read the verse several times and then pull an attribute of God out of that. You know, that is so
1: wonderful. Right. And if you don't know God's attributes, you can Google that. And print out the sheet. And while you're reading the Bible, look through it. Darius, yours was Psalm 34. So what attribute of God do you see in Psalm 34?
0: Psalm 34, he says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me. Mm. Uh, I'm going to sing. God God is my deliverer. Oh, the one, the one who carries us, the one who carries us. Deliverer. Savior. Yes. Everyone's looking for a savior. Even when, if I was not married, I mean, if I was not a believer, I would look to my husband to save me out of things, my kids to save me. I have a savior. He's my deliverer. He is the one, the one who carries me and us. That's about us. And that there's nowhere else to go there. I just have to remember that on a daily,
1: the one who carries us. Do you know that it said in Psalm 23 that there's over 20 attributes of God revealed in those six short verses? But Mm -hmm. I'm just going to take the few that I read over. And this is not that they're all of them, the ones I'm talking about, but some of them. God, the Lord is my shepherd. First of all, he is Lord. He is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. I shall not want. He's my provider. He's the one that provides everything that I need. He makes me lie down. He's my leader. He leads me beside still waters he's my restorer he is righteous his name is holy like just in those few verses so if you're reading those verses and you just look through what what where is god represented in this passages and then if you don't know what to pray pray that lord teach me that you're my shepherd show me reveal yourself to me Lord, help me to rest in you. Help me to find my rest in you. Help me to be renewed by the reading of your word. I pray that everybody listening today would have a hunger for God's word, that God would stir in your heart a hunger for God's word, that you would not be satisfied by anything other than God's word, that he would drive you to your knees in prayer and reveal himself. And it's a love story, like the entire Bible, even the hard stuff, even the really difficult stuff. Is all about God's redemptive story with us personally it's all about God but he does reveal stuff about us and shows us who we are before him who we are in him and I love what Shonda was saying about Ephesians you know when you read through Ephesians that's who you are now so when God shows you that your heart is wicked don't be broken and have low self-esteem be joyful thankful because we have a dad that we can run to with open arms who's waiting to lovingly accept us heal us restore us like how good is our god
2: oh my gosh and and there's only one action we have to take and that is to seek him that's it right that's, that's it. it we don't have to be perfect we don't have to like there's the thing pray these super spiritual eloquent prayers we don't we don't have to know god's word through and through and be able to recite it that that's wonderful but if you don't know it in your heart and you're not seeking him it doesn't really matter it's just knowledge there's nothing to change who you are to you know the only thing we have to do as believers is seek him and he'll do the rest and like we've all been saying seeking him means staying in his getting in his word and and praying and praying and having people that remind you to get in his word and pray
0: <laughs> yes My husband said something the other day, and it kind of goes with this, because one of the words that came up was fellowship. And of course, we need to seek godly fellowship. We need to seek godly friends, because it's going to push us in the right direction of seeking him. Many a times I'll run to Lisa and my other Christian sisters as well in our beautiful group, but it's important because the Bible says iron sharpens iron. This is where my husband said to me, you know, iron doesn't sharpen pudding. Pudding doesn't get sharpened. And so we need iron to sharpen us. Pudding will do nothing for us. So we're just hanging out. We become ineffective. Iron needs to stay strong. If we hang out with pudding and we're trying to cut through pudding and trying to to make it hard and make it, you know, solid, and it's just not going to work. So we need that godly fellowship. We need that godly connections, the connections that make a community that will give us that ability to facilitate seeking him again with everything else that we're that we're doing, so it's a proactive lifestyle.
1: I just wanted to Amen. end reading a few Bible verses. One of them is John seventeen seventeen, and it says, "Sanctify them in the truth, and your word is the truth." And God's word is the one that will change you. Proverbs sixteen twenty says, "Whoever gives thought to a word will discover good; to the word will discover good, and blessed is he who trusts in God." There's a blessing that comes from it. The reward, when we seek the reward, the reward is already given to us. It's a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Psalm 119.28 says, My soul melts away for sorrow. If you're sorrowful, broken today, sad, lonely, filled with regret or just despair, the second part of that verse says, Strengthen me according to your word. God's saying, I'll meet you right where you are today and allow my word to work in you and to strengthen you to change you and then lastly Romans 15 4 like dearest was saying for whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of scriptures we may have hope what does that say that says that whenever you go through what you're going to go through you will find encouragement in the scriptures so you'll have hope hope that things will get better no hope in christ jesus hope that our suffering here on earth is temporary hope that we have eternal life with jesus and titus 1 2 chapter 1 verse 2 says in hope of eternal life which god who never lies has promised us before the ages began and i'm encouraged by you ladies i'm encouraged by the word of god working in us And like Darius always says, it's not that we've attained. It's not that we're here thinking that we know or do better than anybody else. But we are women after God's own heart. We want to know God better. We want to encourage you to know God better. And I encourage everybody listening. If you don't follow us on Instagram, we have an Instagram page. It's called Friends underscore podcast. And I pray that today, if this has encouraged you, or you think of somebody that might benefit from knowing God's word better and just Don't really know where to start that they would start here send this share this with them and we hope that this will become a regular thing where we just open the bible and talk about a chapter just dig in and and as you hear other people talking about it it'll prompt the holy spirit to teach you how to dig in and talk about it and we invite you to join the conversation do you ladies have anything you want to encourage our listeners to before we sign off
2: circle of these three women just opening god's word and talking about it really changes the trajectory of your day and if you don't have people that are like-minded like that just do it yourself and talk out loud like lisa said just start saying the verse over and over i mean i have done that many times in my life where i have to keep repeating the verse god i'm being still you're fighting for me remind me or you know those creating me a pure heart of Lord and renew a steadfast spirit within me. I say that a lot when I'm frustrated, but really just like you said, meditating on God's word and just soaking it in like just one verse, just pick a verse and just let God really transform your heart and your
0: mind that way. And also I told Lisa this, I was talking to somebody and they were challenging a family member about how we move heaven and earth or, and this, this, I thought about it, Shonda, when you were talking earlier about taking a Tylenol, going to the doctor. So we seek medical help or medicine, and we move heaven and earth to feel better or to have a family member feel better. And if our grandbaby's sick, we move heaven and earth to get them to the emergency room. Our physical health is important. God says so. But what about our spiritual health? To the Lord, that's more important. So we should be moving heaven and earth. And that's an ouch for me because I love running and I love feeling physically well. There's nothing worse than feeling bad. When when Paul says, I have a thorn, Please take it away from me. I know what it is to beg the Lord to take something, a pain or something away, but his grace is sufficient. So how do we know his grace? We need to know him because otherwise his grace will not be sufficient and we'll go nuts. (laughs) So in every way, shape or form, if a family member is spiritually sick, if a friend is spiritually sick, we need to be equipped. And how do we do that? We need to seek God and strengthen ourselves, become healthy with all of these things that like Lisa said, I would love maybe taking a book and do a podcast on Philippians one, on two, on three, on four, and let's see what God takes. We're shooting from the hip for the most part, yeah. for but, sure. But, <laughs> but we want to help, and we, we love each other, and we love those listening because we love God so much.
2: Derek said was saying about you know we move heaven and earth. Like I remember somebody said last time, one time, you know, are we like all we can do is pray. Now it's like. No, that that is the first thing we should do. That's the only thing we can do. It's not a last resort. Hmm.
1: That's right. And at the end of the day, how can we pray for others to know God and to read God's word if we are not doing it? And if we wake up and we don't spend time in Mm -hmm. God's word, what do we have to offer others? It says it's our daily bread. It's our daily bread. It's not our once a week dessert. It's not, you know, it's our daily bread. It's our manna from heaven. God provided manna for the Israelites every single day from heaven, right? He provides manna through his word every single day. So if we're not taking in that manna, then how can we feed others? How can we provide, you know, you're going to take from yesterday's food and give people leftovers. You're going to take what you had three weeks ago and offer that to a friend. No, let's spend time in the word daily so that we can respond in love. It's going to help you respond better. It's going to help you be a better state of mind. It's going to encourage you. It's going to give you hope and strength and comfort and peace. I mean, God's word is the most beautiful, powerful thing in the world. God, Jesus is the word. So if you love Jesus, then we invite you to really dig in deep to his word and watch yourself grow. Seek God first and the rest will be added. And maybe we'll have another podcast about the rest that he adds on. But at the end of the day, he is our great reward. Thank you so much, ladies. Daris, would you like to say a little prayer in closing? Yes.
0: Father God, we praise you. We love you. We're in awe of what you do. Uh, We wake up sometimes and we think it's going to be a terrible day because we have so much and we have cluttered minds and a busy schedule and then we seek you and everything falls into place and you multiply our time and you multiply our our peace and you multiply everything that we need. And so thank you God for putting this thought into Lisa's heart that we have been able to expound and grow from. I know I'm a better uh, seeker now, at least I have some tools given to me by my sisters and and even the things you've been putting in my heart as we speak. You're so great. And you're so awesome. We pray for all of the ladies that will be listening to this or men that will be listening to this uh, podcast. We pray that it would be an encouraging word and there would be growth um, yeah. as you continue to seek us. I pray, Lord, that we would continue to seek you. We love you. We, we entrust all of this to you, God, because you are everything um, from beginning to end, our Alpha and our Omega. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with
0: Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?